welcome. The Division of Career Pathways launched the following podcast episode in order to educate and support UCI students and alumni with their professional endeavors. Visit our site at career.uci.edu for additional resources. All right. Um, well, welcome everybody to this session about standing out in your internship search. My name is Natasha Strauss. I serve as the Employer Engagement Specialist at the UC Irvine Division of Career Pathways and pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, and I also want to give a moment to introduce Maggie, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Maggie Flynn, and I work as a university relations career for Garmin. Um, I sit in our Chandler, Arizona office, but work very closely with all of our Garmin offices on the West Coast, as well as the Southwest region of the U.S. And um, in my role, I focus on working with students to um, pursue internships and also entry-level careers post-graduation. Awesome. Um, well, thank you. And um, so getting started, um, want to just make sure to say that if you do have any questions throughout today's session, feel free to utilize the Q&A or the chat um, so that we can get um, those pieces of information to you. Um, and if at any point there's any issue with viewing my screen or anything like that, please also let us know through the chat. So um, looking at, so for our agenda today, um, we'll be starting off with preparing for the internship search, moving into finding the right opportunities for you, and then focusing a little bit on networking because this is going to be very crucial to a successful internship search. I'll recap some of those um, kind of best practices that we shared about, and then also give some time for you to learn about internship opportunities with Garmin, um, and then an open Q&A session at the end. So to get started, I just want to touch base on the process. So a lot of times we usually think about process being, you know, you start at point A and you end at point Z, and there's, you know, different pieces in between. However, it's important to know that it's not always a straightforward process. It will wind, sometimes you have to go back a little bit, and then in order to move forward in the process of finding the right internship. Um, so it's not always straightforward. Um, for internships, treat it like a job. So really make time for that process. It's not just a, you know, a simple opportunity. It's going to be an opportunity that is going to be really beneficial in terms of finding that full-time opportunity once you do graduate from college. Um, it is just as important. And according to NACE, it's one of the, the biggest reasons why students will get full-time opportunities at certain companies is that conversion rate. Um, which is when a student is an intern, a lot of times if they do really well in the internship, many companies have an opportunity to turn that into a full-time internship afterwards. Um, one of the other things with the process of finding an internship that is important to keep in mind is breaking it down by doing something every day. If you kind of take it all as one big chunk, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. I know when I was a student, that was a big overwhelming piece for me. But if you're able to do some of these pieces day by day, you'll be able to tackle it in a few weeks um, in order to you know, go through the application process. So the first piece of this that I do want to cover is reflecting. Um, so a lot of times we might just start because we're like, I need an internship. I need to find something now. 
what I really encourage you to do is to take a moment and reflect so that you can focus your search. Um, some of the questions you want to ask yourself are, what type of internship are you looking for? Um, a lot of times when you're asked this question, you might say, well, I am this major, so I'm looking for this type of internship. But really focus on what are the types of skills you want to learn in this internship? What is the type of experience you want to have? Is getting to build a relationship with uh, senior level associates at this company something that you're really interested in? Is it important for you to be able to see multiple aspects at this company? Um, really try to see what you're trying to gain from this internship so that when you are searching for it, you're not just applying to something because it fits your major or it seems like it might be okay. Um, also think about specific companies that you wanna intern for. Um, create a target list. Uh, this will help you narrow down in terms of the search process. A lot of times there are many companies looking for interns at the same time. And once again, that is another piece that can be overwhelming. Um, so if you're looking for a specific group of companies, you can really focus on those few. Um, I also encourage you to try and find companies that maybe you never knew about, but are in an area that you're interested in. Um, so we'll get into areas where you can search for internships a little bit later, um, but that may also help with uh, expanding the target list that you have. And then also keep in mind if there's a specific geographic location that you're interested in, or perhaps you do have um, limits or boundaries that you need to stay within um, for geographic location. That is important to note as well. So starting off is preparing your materials. Um, so the three main things you really want to prepare the first thing is your resume. Um, you've probably heard this in almost every single presentation that we've done at DCP, but resume is gonna be really important. Um, your resume is gonna be your foot in the door. It's what is your first impression when you apply to opportunities and how uh, recruiters are being able to see you. On the resume, just some of the things to include are any of your um, previous positions, if you have had any other internships, leadership opportunities, research, um, a lot of different things count. Sometimes you're maybe not considering all of the different pieces of resumes that can be included. Um, so I encourage you to also check out when we're having another resume writing workshop this quarter. Um, so you can sign up to attend one of those, especially if it's your first time making a resume. Um, moving on to cover letter. Um, while cover letters generally should be tailored to each specific company and each job that you're applying to, it'll be important to have at least a skeleton of what you might be able to cover in your cover letter. Um, some of these things might be your motivation for having an internship, what you hope to learn. Um, so really focus on having some of those bullet points already predetermined. So when it comes time to write the cover letter, you can put it all together and tailor it to the specific job and company that you're applying to. And then um, we have list of references versus letter of recommendation. Um, so typically you're gonna be needing references towards the end of the application process. Um, it's important before you even start applying that you start having conversations with folks who might be references. Um, you wanna make sure to let them know that you're applying to internships, what your skills are, what you're hoping to gain from an internship, 
and why you're asking them to serve as a reference for you. Um, on occasion, you might need a full letter of recommendation. Um, and so you'll have that conversation with those folks. Um, but at this point, I do want to invite Maggie to share a little bit more um, about what really helps resumes stand out in the application review process, especially when you get high volumes of applicants. Yeah, we, we definitely see high volumes of applicants um, at Garmin. So easily when we open, you know, an internship position, especially in certain locations, um, for example, we have a Brea, California office, so not too far from Irvine, um, we will easily get hundreds and hundreds of applicants. So I'm not necessarily, you know, there's a statistic out there that recruiters only spend 20 seconds looking at your resume. I don't think that's true. I definitely spend more time than that, but I don't probably spend more than a minute. So what that means is your resume needs to be clear and concise. Um, personally, I prefer the education to be at the top. I want to know what school you're at, what you are studying, what your GPA is, and the year that you graduate. Um, that's key because for Garmin, we don't typically hire interns who will have graduated before the internship. So that means if you don't list your grad date, I do have to go searching um, through our talent management system to, to find that and double check it. So I recommend you have education at the top with all of those things listed that I just mentioned. And then just again, like be clear and concise about what experience you have, um, whether that's been part-time work, research that you've done, previous internships. You can list part-time jobs if they've been in you know, retail or things like that, um, but I would keep your duties to only a couple of bullet points. Um, it's great that you've maybe worked at Target or Lifeguarded, but you don't have to have this long list of duties that you did if they're unrelated to the position you're applying for. Um, and then I'd say also, if you don't have a lot of work experience, like that's fine, then think about projects you've done in school. So um, for example, I, I a lot of times am looking at computer science, electrical engineering, those types of student resumes. Um, and a lot of them, they're sophomores, juniors, they don't have work experience in their field, but they'll pull out projects they've done throughout their classes. Um, so you can do that too, even if you're a marketing student or a communication student. So feel free to rely on, on your classes to help boost that, that resume as well. Um, so those are just some tips that I recommend when looking at your resume, but the bottom line is just make it very clear and very easy to read. It doesn't have to be like, fancy and, and look really cool with this, you know, interesting font. I just need to be able to get the information that I need within, again, probably a minute. Um, we did actually get a question in here that I'd love to get your, your take on. Um, so uh, Adriana asks, I've heard a mixed, I've heard mixed opinions of including GPA on the resume. Is there a rule of thumb for this? I mean, I can see why you have heard mixed things. I know at Garmin, we are typically looking for students to have a 3.0 or above. So as a recruiter, it saves me time knowing that you've met that threshold. If you are nervous about listing it, then you can leave that off if you think that it would prohibit you from potentially being looked at. Um, but I think if you have above a 3.0, I would go ahead and list it only because a lot of employers use that as, as the benchmark. It just saves us time. 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, I will echo that. I think if the employer is asking for your GPA, obviously included on there, and a 3.0 or higher, that is pretty stellar. So definitely want to celebrate those achievements. Um, but once again, you want to feel comfortable with your resume. Um, so ultimately, if it isn't part of the requirements that is listed in the internship, you should do what feels most comfortable for you in terms of celebrating your achievements or really showing your aptitude um, with you know, your GPA and such. Um, so the next piece, so we did talk about this a little bit in terms of researching companies, but you might go, well, where can I find more information on companies? You have a ton of places where you can do this. Um, the first one that I do want to mention is Handshake. Um, so actually on Handshake, you can research different employers. Employers all have their different pages where they talk about their company. You can see a listing of all of the jobs that they have currently open, but you can also find um, points of contact for the company there as well. So you can message them within Handshake or even get their email address and message them afterwards. Um, so definitely use Handshake. Um, some other places to find top companies or organizations in your field of interest, LinkedIn. Um, if you don't already have a LinkedIn profile, you should definitely start on creating one of those. Um, I know we typically have workshops on those, um, or we may even have some recordings available on our website. Um, so get started with that. Um, Vault, Buzzfile. You can go straight to company websites as well um, to find out more. And then also Glassdoor. Um, Glassdoor is a little bit of, I'll put an asterisk on it because it is crowdsourced essentially. You can find more information on companies, um, but when it comes to things like reviews and such, they can be helpful, but kind of take it in the same way that you'll look at a Yelp review. Um, the people who are most excited and the people who are most upset are the ones who are most likely to post um, so you are missing out on probably the larger chunk of folks who usually fall right in the middle um, and find it a very you know, worthwhile experience. So Glassdoor is good for many things. I'll say one of them that it is pretty good for is salary. Um, so if you're researching salary, that is a good area to do that. And then there's also salary.com. Um, a couple other um, resources that are really great is ONET and the Occupational Outlook Handbook. Um, this is a really great way to find out just opportunities for folks within your major or within your industry or what it takes to enter into a certain type of job or role, um, knowing if you need more education before you even start looking at, you know, opportunities with certain companies. Um, these are both available to you. They're free to use um, and actually pretty intuitive in terms of picking it up. Um, so moving on. So in order to find internship opportunities. Oh, did you want to jump in? I just wanted to say, I think there was a question in the Q&A um, just about mixed opinions about including a cover letter. Which oh, yeah. one should I believe? Do you want me to answer that? Sure. Okay. Um, if you are asked for a cover letter, you should submit a cover letter. Personally, like Garmin's uh, application portal does not ask for that. It says upload resume. That's it. When it says just upload resume, we truly just want a resume. I will read a cover letter if it's attached, but 
I'll glance at it. I'll more low, I'm more likely to just scroll to the bottom and find your resume. So unless you're prompted for it, I wouldn't spend the time creating one. And then I'll say if you're maybe searching for other companies, especially if you're looking into opportunities that are within, say, you know, the nonprofit realm, um, some of those areas as well, sometimes it'll say optional, um, but it does say cover letter optional. Um, so it is requested sort of. If you do see optional, I may actually recommend that you do include a, re or a cover letter with your resume because it could help give that extra bump, um, especially if it's something that is maybe in the public service sector or in the nonprofit sector, um, as a lot of times the stories and those different pieces are gonna be taken into consideration in addition um, to your skills and experiences. So your background, you might have an opportunity to share about your, your background and how that ties into a role that you're looking into within that. Um, but yeah, that's good to know that, you know, with Garmin specifically, you know, if it's not asked for, it's not necessary. Um, great. So moving on to the finding internship opportunities. So one of them is obviously Handshake. This is where we post all of our internships, all of our jobs. Um, it can be pretty full. I know that we've been approving internships left and right um, that are available to you. Um, so definitely look at that. You can tailor it down based on some of those things that we talked about in the focusing area. So based on industry, based on geographic location, you can even search for certain companies that way. Once again, going to company websites. If you really know you wanna work for a specific company, they will have it posted on their website and it will definitely be up to date. Um, company websites are probably the first place that openings are being updated. Um, and they might be updated first before they even make it to places like Handshake or you know, LinkedIn or anywhere else. Um, moving on to LinkedIn, that is another place where opportunities can be on there. Um, one of the things that I will note with LinkedIn and internships, they're not always posted in the job section, but a lot of times recruiters will actually post them in a posting. Um, so following hashtags like hashtag internship, um, or sometimes they'll have more specific ones. So like Disney will be like Disney internship program. Um, try to follow those hashtags, try to follow some of the recruiters because a lot of times they'll share it that way. And then even follow some of us who are in the division of career pathways because sometimes when we see those opportunities, we'll reshare them. And so you'll be able to access them that way as well. Um, LinkedIn can also show you anybody else who's worked there and has put that on their profile. So it's a way to also see if there's any of your peers that you can get in touch with um, or people who have recently done the internship um, to find out more and see if this is something that makes sense for you. Um, there's some niche job boards. Um, so once again, if you're looking for uh, nonprofit opportunities, idealist.org is a really great resource um, because it is all nonprofit opportunities. Um, some of the other ones to look at are going, going global. Um, you can access it via Handshake. Um, and these are for international opportunities. And then finally, don't discredit some of the opportunities that we have right here at UCI. So some of those are the UCDC internship. Um, we have our own internship within the Division of Career Pathways as peer educators. 
Um, and then there's other peer programs that you can find on campus to serve as internship experience as well. Um, so how employers fill positions. So I just want to be able to kind of pull back the curtain and show a little bit in terms of where are the areas that employers are filling opportunities. Um, it's a wide range. Not every company uses every single one listed, but these are the whole potential areas where you can find this. So advertisements are the biggest one. This is what you'll see on company websites and online job boards like Handshake. So you're probably already checking those ones. Um, there's internal postings. So sometimes this is only for folks who are currently working at the company. Um, so once again, that might be something to consider, you know, do you get access to internal postings when you're an intern and maybe you're looking for next year's full-time opportunity? How does that work? Um, referrals, so networking. Referrals is a really big one. And once again, we're gonna be getting into networking um, so a lot of times this is somebody knows about the job, so they let you know that the job is open, so you're able to apply. Social media, so LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, there are opportunities there, job fairs, um, and then employment agencies. Uh, are there any that use that isn't listed on here or one that you kind of favor more than others? think so. Um, I'd say we do them all except for employment agencies um, because those would be mostly temp, I think temp gigs sometimes. So we do all of this. It just depends on our target audience. So if we're looking for interns, we're definitely at those career fairs at schools. We're posting them to the website, LinkedIn, social media, Indeed, all those that gets pushed out to those job boards. Um, and then I'd say as well with referrals, it's interesting. There are companies who give um, a bonus to an employee if they do refer someone and that person ends up getting hired. So again, networking is key. If you end up finding a way that you are connected to someone at a company you're interested in, um, see if they'd give you a referral because that could work out well for them in the end as well. Um, but no, we're, we're on all of these. Um, I would say I've talked to students who found out about our internship also through GitHub uh, Discord channels as well, um, which isn't just for tech students. So there's there's new avenues too that we're discovering. Awesome. Um, so getting to networking. Um, so as we've mentioned multiple times already, networking matters. Um, so here's some kind of facts about that. So nearly 65% of job hunters get their jobs through networking. Um, another reason why it's great is because the more people you know, more people know about your chosen profession, about your aspirations, and are able to support you in finding that next opportunity. Um, it's also a great way to learn how to break into the profession. Networking with people, even your peers who are maybe a year or two older, sometimes they may even be in the same year and have already gone through the internship process, can help you learn from their experiences um, because they've already had an opportunity to do it and reflect on it, see what they would have done better, and then pass that information on to you. And then you can also find more allies and mentors. Um, mentorship is a really great way to um, kind of just build your awareness, but also just on the grand scheme of things. 
Um, even as a professional, I've been working for over 10 years. I do have mentors um, that I'm able to go back to um, when I'm looking at making that next step or deciding if I want to pivot in my career. Um, so these can be lifelong support systems that you have moving forward. I think it's important to also mention the hidden job network. Um, a lot of times, this is something that folks have never heard of, but a lot of times jobs sometimes won't even be posted because they're utilizing, the, the companies are utilizing networks that they already have. So that's coming into play with those referral systems. Um, sometimes because they're looking to fill it a little bit faster um, or fill the job or internship a little bit faster, um, they may be going with folks that they know or can get referrals on um, to kind of speed up the review and piece on that. So networking can help because you'll get access to those um, opportunities when they do become available. And then ways to network. Um, so where can you network? I think to start off before ways to network, I always like to call it making professional friends. Um, when we say networking, it can be a little bit intimidating. I know when I was a student, I was a bit intimidated by it um, because it felt so formal and structured and what if I'm going to mess up? And so my nerves would always get the best of me. Um, when it was explained to me that this is just making friends on a professional landscape, it really took the pressure off and allowed me to be a little bit more comfortable and really let my true self shine through when I'm meeting with individuals. Um, this can be really important in activities like virtual recruitment, um, activities like career fairs and employer information sessions. So we do have the career fair coming up on Thursday. This is a really great place to network with tons of recruiters who do have opportunities actively available. Um, other places to do this are student clubs and organizations. Um, I work with about, I think it's about 13 of our student organizations on campus um, who do bring alumni, they bring employers into their sessions um, so that they're able to meet with them and network and build up that uh, kind of community. Uh, social media is another place to do this. I would just say, be aware of your presence, your full presence on social media, um, and maybe stick to some of those areas that are meant for professional networking, like LinkedIn and the Anteater Network. Um, if you haven't heard of the Anteater Network, that is where you can connect with alumni um, from UCI, and you can reach out to them to set up meetings or just learn more about their path. Um, people you know, so friends, family, professors, TAs, um, those are folks that you can network with. There's professional associations that exist. Um, our career discovery series is all about networking. That's going to be happening um, starting, I think, actually this week. Um, so it'll be going from now all the way through February. And then informational interviews, which is where you get an opportunity to interview employers um, or other professionals. And so it's a way for you to gather information on their career path, what it, you know, what is their perspective on the industry that they're working in, and really anything in between. Um, do you see a question came in? Oh, you're welcome. Um, but wanted to, I think we're gonna move on to the next one. Actually, before we go there, um, 
I really wanted to get your perspective again, Becky. Um, are there any best practices that you've seen from students when it comes to networking? Yeah, definitely going to those career and internship fairs, for sure. That's the whole point of companies being there is to meet with students. So, you know, let's say you have a summer internship already lined up. Maybe it's not completely what you think you want to do in your career, but it'll be good experience. Go to the fair still in the spring um, and see who's there and, and just talk to them. It doesn't necessarily mean you, you have to be applying for a position with them, but just having those conversations, I think, are really important. Um, Definitely join student clubs and organizations because employers like Garmin, we sponsor student organizations sometimes. Um, so that means we'll, we'll host uh, events or info sessions just for that student org. And if you're a part of that student org, then you get to you know hear from us one-on-one, -on -one. you have us in a smaller audience. Um, sometimes you can share your resume with us. So definitely get involved on campus. And then I'd say last but not least, those informational interviews are key. Um, personally, when I was job hunting, I decided to beef up my LinkedIn resume, which was virtually nothing. Um, so, you know, beefed it up, made some connections, and then just started reaching out to people that had a job title that I was interested in. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to just meet with a total stranger and talk about themselves and their career journey, because people like to talk about themselves. Um, everyone does. And so, don't be afraid to, you know, yeah, again, create that LinkedIn profile and reach out to people who you think do something interesting. Doesn't have to be a long conversation, um, but it's just letting them know that you're interested in their career path. You might be going down the same one and can they provide some advice and insight? So yeah, I'd say that's the advice I have to share. Awesome. Can I get you to expand on reaching out on LinkedIn? I know that is a big thing because sometimes you might just say, hi, I wanna meet. Um, what should students or anybody include in that outreach um, to really get your attention? Yeah, so definitely. I, and I think LinkedIn does have a character cap. So sometimes you have to get creative with this. But again, I get these messages. I messaged people like this when I was job hunting um, before working at Garmin. Um, introduce yourself. Be very brief. Say, you know, hi, my name is this. I'm a, I'm a student at UCI studying this. I'm exploring career paths and your job sounds really interesting. Or maybe it's that Garmin sounds like a really cool company to work for. Here's what I might want to do in the future. Um, do you have time to connect with me, um, you know, virtually for and put a time limit on it virtually for 30 minutes. Um, so short and sweet message does not have to be long, but just covering, you know, who you are and why you're contacting them. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to just recap a little bit. Um, so once again, just going over these overall tips, actually, I'm queuing. Um, okay, we'll get to that question in a little bit. Um, so going on the overall tips, research the employer, get to know, um, you know, who you're interested in, what they're all about before starting that application process. Make sure to tailor your resume and cover letter to the internship description. Um, it can be pretty obvious when it is a generic resume and cover letter, um, especially the cover letter if that's something that um, you are including. Keep track of who you've sent. Um, you've sent what and when you've sent it. Um, you can do it this on a Word document. You can do this old-fashioned on paper and pen. 
Um, but I have heard that Excel usually helps folks kind of keep track in terms of what I've heard, have they said yes, have they said no, um, kind of seeing all of that. And then following up with employers, um, know that the best time to follow up with employers, you wanna give them some time. So if the application period hasn't ended, maybe wait until the application period has ended and maybe at least a week after that period has ended. Um, and if you've emailed folks um, to get in touch, usually giving them about a week before you um, reach back out helps, especially with just knowing that volume can be pretty high. Um, and then remember, start early. Don't be worried if you haven't started just yet. The best time, the next best time is to start now. Um, focus your search. This might help you in not feeling overwhelmed. Um, be persistent and proactive follow up, and then assemble a support system and stay positive. Um, job and internship search can be pretty exhausting. Um, and sometimes it can be discouraging if you're applying and you don't hear back. But remember to stay positive. Um, sometimes tracking those things can help you um, in terms of you know, seeing what are all of the great things that are coming out of this instead of just focusing on, wow, this is a lot of work. Um, and a support system can usually help you focus on those pieces. Um, before jumping into um, our presentation environment, I'm gonna look at this Q&A. Um, so the question is, so I don't need to have my resume and stuff ready to go for the career fair. I can just have some conversations with employers. I'm asking this because my resume isn't ready to be submitted yet. Um, so I, I'll give my take and then I'd love to hear your take as well, Maggie. Um, I think, you know, having a resume ready is going to be helpful because sometimes as you're meeting with recruiters, you will want to show your resume to them so they can go over that with you. So if you're attending one-on-one -on -one sessions, it can be really beneficial, um, to have those, um, kind of ready to go, um, if you are attending more of those group sessions, you might be able to get away with not having your resume ready, um, but I'll let Maggie jump in on this. No, I agree. I would definitely always have your resume, multiple copies that you can give out at the career fair. Um, but I guess what I had meant to say was that I would be open to even just having a general conversation with a recruiter or like oftentimes Garmin, it's not just me at the career fair, it's me and one or two engineers. So it could also be you talking to the engineer just about like, what do they do? Why do they love Garmin? Um, so I think you don't have to just be at the career fair to speak to these three companies. I think you should be open to talking with a lot of different companies because you just never know. One could surprisingly pique your interest or have an internship opportunity that you weren't aware of before coming to the fair. Um, so be open, but have your resume ready to go for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And if I will say, if all you have is a general resume, that is better than nothing. You can also be really honest and say, you know what, I'm still working on this. You know, I will be tailoring this when I apply to the right opportunity, but here's kind of the gist of who I am, my experiences. Um, so if a recruiter does ask for that, you have something at least on hand. Um, well, now I'm going to turn the baton over to Maggie to talk a little bit about opportunities with Garmin. And then just let me know when you need the slide changed. 
Yeah, so I just wanted to give everyone a general overview of what Garmin's about, um, where we have offices, what positions we tend to hire for, and kind of where we're at in our process right now. Um, so this first slide just has our one of our you know um, taglines that we make products that are engineered on the inside for life on the outside. So for those unfamiliar with Garmin, this might be on the next slide. Can't remember which order I put them in. Yeah, okay, there we go. Um, a lot of people know us for our GPS units, our fitness watches, like the one I have on, um, but we actually work in a lot of other business segments. So our main um, areas of focus are going to be fitness, outdoor, aviation, marine, um, and then automotive. So we make a lot of different products and software in, in those spaces. Um, so that's like, we're making, we're making devices that people are going to use outside when they have time spent on their hobbies or they're with their family and friends, just exploring life and going on adventures. Go to the next slide. So this is an example of some positions that we are regularly hiring for, I'd say each year, um, broken down by some full-time opportunities and internship opportunities. So intern-wise, um, a lot of engineering positions, but not just software, you can see we have design engineering, which is what we would call electrical, um, mechanical aviation systems, user experience design, which is kind of a new field, project management, which is more of the business side. And then we are starting to see more at our headquarters um, positions related to business, communications, um, other majors like that. Full-time wise, um, we do, like Natasha was saying, we do hope to be able to convert um, some really strong interns to full-time hires, but we have new openings that pop up throughout the year as well. And they typically fall within these categories. Um, so again, like we're, we're, we're clearly a tech company making like watches, handheld devices, um, GPS units. So a lot of our positions are, are tech focused, um, but we are expanding more within like the business realms and other areas as far as internships and full-time opportunities go. Our headquarters is in Olathe, Kansas, which is 20 minutes outside of Kansas City. So it is near a fairly large enough city, but then we have all of these field offices you can see on this map. So again, as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm based in our Chandler, Arizona office, which is just outside Phoenix. Um, we have a, an office in Diamond Bar slash Brea area, Salem, which is right outside Portland and other places around the country. So it's not just our headquarters. We actually have staff spread out throughout the country, throughout the world. And every single one of these offices are hiring for interns and full-time roles. So I guess I would say California is wonderful. I totally get why you live there and attend school there, but be open to new experiences. I have to say like Kansas City is actually a pretty cool place and it would be fun to spend the summer there and enjoy like a Midwest summer with 300 plus interns. It's a huge program. So it's a chance too to explore a new part of the country and, and have a bit of an adventure. So I wouldn't just limit yourself to California. And then this is the last slide I have just to let you know that if you go to careers.garmin.com, you will be able to search by keywords. So let's say you are a computer science student and you want to search for software engineering internship, you can type in software 
software. You can type in marketing. Um, you can also filter by location, by internship versus full time. So that's our general careers page that from there you can filter to the different opportunities that really fit for you. Um, like I said, a lot of our positions are more tech focused, um, but certainly not all of them. So I would definitely check out our careers page. We also have information on like what is life like at Garmin? What's our workplace culture about? Our diversity and inclusion initiatives, our benefits and great things like that. So definitely give us a check us out or check us out on LinkedIn. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook. We have all the social media pages as well. all I have. Awesome. Uh, well, I decided to just stop the screen share, but we do have um, a question that has come in. I think that's directed for you. Okay, yeah. So can I apply to the internships and jobs if I'm a biomedical engineering major? Potentially, I would say, again, visit that careers page um, and see like what I would filter by intern and then see what comes up. Well, I have worked with students who maybe their major isn't quite aligned with the intern position, but their minor is, or they have the skill set regardless of major. Um, so I think it would really depend on what your skill set is within that major. I don't think I've typically seen applicants come through with that degree, but sometimes you might have a double major or minor that could work out for one of our open roles. So I would still visit that careers page at Garmin and filter by internship and see what's available. Awesome. Um, well, that concludes our formal presentation. I'd love to open it up if there's any questions that any of you might have, or if there's any kind of last words or things, additional pieces you'd like to share about the internship search. Um, While you're thinking of questions, again, I'll just make the plug for not just visiting our careers page, but being open to new locations. Um, so for example, our Brea Diamond Bar office, it's so I would just be cognizant of that and realize that a large company like Garmin does have offices all over the country and a lot of different opportunities. And if you, again, go on our website, you'll definitely see the ones we still have available in quite a few different locations. Awesome. Well, I don't see any more questions coming out on my end, um, unless you've gotten some personally sent to you in the chat. Um, oh. Uh, so it says, I'm someone with a lot of relevant work experience in my field, but no student or volunteer student leadership experience for academic internships. Do you think this will hurt my chances at all? Um, so I'll take a stab at that. Um, so no student or volunteer or student leadership experience. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily going to hurt you. Um, I think it's best to look at those opportunities as things that will enhance and round out your resume. 
Um, the fact that you have a lot of relevant work experience within your field, that is going to be the most important piece um, because you've already been working in the field. You can already show this is my experience um, working in this industry. You can show that you have a commitment to the industry as well. Um, so if you don't already have that, that is fine. Um, but maybe consider seeing if there are student organizations that relate to that industry, um, or if there's some volunteering opportunities, um, or even, you know, student leadership opportunities that could help kind of round out certain skills or aspects of who you are um, that might be able to show some additional pieces, not just, I know this industry, I know how to do this, um, but I also, if you're involved with the student work, I also network with others um, who are involved in it and probably organically can serve as a leader because you already do have experience within that field. Um, but I wouldn't look at it as a detractor. Mm -hmm. And then we have a few here. Let's see. Will Garmin have any seminars or info panels on the 20th during the Great Fair? We don't have anything scheduled right now, but what I will say is we, um, my position's relatively new being here in the Southwest and West Coast region. So um, our goal over the next year is to just increase those relations we have with student groups on campus. So if nothing else, you may see us having like a special info session or event with certain student orgs that relate to positions we typically hire for at Garmin. Um, so we will be around campus. We'll definitely be there in the fall. Um, we don't have anything scheduled for the spring right now. Great. And then another question um, that I'd love to get your, your perspective on. What would some of the characteristics or skill sets that recruiters look for in second year and third year students? since they have less experiences? Yeah, that's a good question. And we do hire, we don't typically hire freshmen into uh, internships just because you haven't necessarily taken the right, those classes yet that have given you those technical skills, at least in the fields that I look at, which is again, technical computer science, software engineering, electrical, those kind of fields. But we still will look at a sophomore who after the internship will be a junior. So that is kind of a younger student for us. Um, you may not have much work experience. You haven't maybe gotten those upper division classes, but you should still pick out again, those projects that you've worked on in classes because those still showcase your skills. And this doesn't have to just be for a technical field. You can be a communications major and maybe you are taking a PR class that has you working in a group with a deliverable at the end of the semester for a project sponsor, or you have to make maybe a mock pitch that's fine. We, I just need to get an idea of um, what you've learned so far and the skill sets you have built, it, even if you, you are just a sophomore. So really just think about what you can highlight even at that point in your academic career. Thank you. Uh, I'll give it a moment to see if there's any other questions that come through. We are nearing time. All right. Um, well, I want to conclude this session by saying thank you to all of you who attended today. Hopefully you got some information 
that will help you in the internship search and really make that successful. And then I do want to say a huge thank you to Maggie and Garmin for joining us and providing that employer perspective and then sharing a little bit more about the internship opportunities that you have. Um, really appreciate the support that you're providing to our community. Yeah, thank you for having us. Again, we're excited to engage with UCI more. So you will see us around campus for sure. And if nothing else, we will be there um, at the fall semester career fair for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody. We're gonna be logging off now. Hope you all have a great rest of your day.